0: How much alcohol can a woodchuck gamble if a woodchuck could chuck drugs? The amount of a substance or behavior is often considered a shock factor. How much are they using? How much are they spending? The amount someone uses or spends frequently leads to other people identifying that someone has a problem. Does a determined amount of substance use or amount spent on a behavior determine whether someone meets diagnostic criteria for a use disorder? Let's talk about the overall impact the amount has when it comes to identifying someone who might have a problem or use disorder. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the trailer for Talking Addiction and Recovery podcast. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier, and this podcast is a follow-up to the book I wrote called Addiction and Recovery. I am an independent clinical supervisor, clinical substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor in the state of Wisconsin. In this profession, the opportunity to learn and become educated is never short, and the ongoing venture of gaining wisdom to help others is definitely a passion I possess. This is where I get to share that information with you and invite guests to share their experience and work. In this podcast, we discuss issues related to addiction, recovery, mental health, counseling, treatment, and several other areas. We discuss alcohol, drugs, gambling, gaming, pornography, and other behaviors that impacts the lives of people I work with, the individuals in their lives, and the community as well. Listen as we talk about these issues because when we don't talk about them and the silence grows, the worse it becomes. Talking about them, Continues to bring them into the light, which is our best way of addressing these issues and ultimately helping those who are impacted. You can find the podcast on social media with Instagram at Talking Addiction and Recovery and Facebook page with Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. You can send emails to ask questions, provide feedback, or inquire about being a guest at Talking Addiction and Recovery at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and with every episode you listen to, I hope you walk away learning something. Did anyone else? laugh or get a little tongue twisted with the title of the episode I mean I couldn't I couldn't help it I mean if I we need humor and laughter in the work that we do with addiction and recovery and everything else that falls in between and if you don't understand that go back and listen to the episode where I had uh, Tom Farley as a guest on the show to talk about humor. But it, it worked perfect though, right? I mean, how much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Instead, it's it's not... it's a alcohol-consuming, gambling, drug-using woodchuck. Uh, but don't worry, there were no woodchucks harmed in the recording of this episode or creating the title. I had to write the title out and then cross out the words and add them and everything, but You know, what's the point of all this? Well, the amount of alcohol someone consumes or drugs they use, amount of money they they gamble or weigh, or even how frequently they do something like watch pornography is what I call the, the shock factor. This is what often immediately separates what is seen as this is normal or socially acceptable or this is like this can't be this must there's gotta be something wrong here like someone drinks casually and they hear someone's drinking a 12 pack of beer a day and it's like whoa something is isn't right here they may even find like social drug use acceptable you know maybe they do it once in a while maybe do a little bit here and here and there and that they hear someone's using a certain amount and now oh boy there must be a problem it's very common for people to look at the amount or the frequency as determining whether someone has a problem clinically how valuable is that you know what role does it have when we look at the amount or frequency of a behavior when it comes to screening, assessing, and even diagnosis. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And I want to start with a very simple exercise. And we will use gambling as the subject because gambling is a, is a good one to talk about in relation to how much because the amount associated with gambling is that shock factor when people are like, well, there must be a a problem with gambling because they spent this much or they lost this much. But I want you to think about it in, in just terms of the amount. So when we look at gambling, $20, $200, $2,000, $20,000, $200,000, $2,000,000, one day, one week, one month, one year, one decade, or one lifetime? How much does it cost to have a problem with gambling? If I were to tell you that someone lost $2 million gambling, what would your reaction be? What if I told you it was $2 million in their entire lifetime of gambling? What if I were to tell you it was on one single bet? On the other hand, what if I told you someone lost $200 on gambling? What if I told you that it was on a weekly basis? This is what happens when the shock value of an amount gets highlighted. And most of the time I hear this from family members, significant others, even professionals, but mostly from someone who's coming from a place of concern about another one's behavior. And a common example is if I'm working with like a couple and one of the partners is saying how the other one must have a problem because they drink every day or they consume X amount of beverages in a day or in a week. So they'll walk in and one of the things that this must be a problem is because of how much. And kind of right from the beginning, I'm wondering if if the amount is really what matters or if it is the behavioral in general. You know, is it concerning that they are drinking every day or is it a problem if they drink any day? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I have the, the experience where the concerned loved one emphasizes the amount used in an attempt to highlight how much of a problem it is. And you can see how the family member or loved one responds when you ask. So if they consumed only half the amount, then you wouldn't worry about it being a problem. And that's when you can really start to tell if it's really about the amount or is it about the behavior. I would say even the, the general public hears about the amount of alcohol or drugs someone uses or the amount of money someone spends on gambling is, is generally shocking. You know, same numbers from before, 20, 200, 2,000, 20,000, 200,000, or 2 million, might have plenty of people questioning whether that person has a problem. And it can depend. You know, like to some people, losing $2 million in a lifetime seems just unimaginable. There are some people that can lose $2 million in one single bet, and that does not have the same impact. And gambling's like that big one. So there's, there's people that can lose that much money in a single roll of the dice, a single sports bet... And that doesn't have the same impact as someone else. And for someone else, even like $200 could have a significant impact on them. Even as professionals, we inquire about the amount. You know, when you do a screening, an assessment, and you're gathering information about a person's use or, or spending, you know, we ask about the quantity. We ask, you know, historical questions you know about like how old were you when you first started using how much are you using now how often you know the method and you know the last time you used and there were times my professional career career where like the amount someone shared with me would be shocking you know like how much does this person use for drugs you know how how could they consume this much alcohol how are they spending this much money on gambling that amount does not seem normal by like social standards, right? Like there's no way someone could be drinking a bottle of vodka a day and that's normal. Something must be wrong. So the industry itself even looks at the amount, right? So two types of examples come to mind with alcohol is when it comes to reducing the harms caused by alcohol, you know, like the CDC recommends that Adults of drinking age can, you know, choose not to drink or drink in moderation, which for men is two drinks or less in a day, and for women it is one drink or less in a day. Again, right there is the amount we look at at defining what is moderation and if you drink more, that could be problematic. Another number in relation to alcohol use is binge drinking. So SAMSHA, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, defines binge drinking as five or more alcoholic drinks for men and four or more alcoholic drinks for women on the same occasion, usually like within a couple of hours, at least one day in the past month. So we could look at if you do that amount, you are binge drinking, which, which could be Worrisome, or if you even do more than that, this could be problematic and Just from a medical standpoint, like the amount can be concerning, you know, like how much can the body handle the amount of a substance could be worrisome because of how the body can can handle it, right? We worry about a high level of intoxication that could lead to severe health consequences, such as hospitalization or overdose, so If a teenager or even an adult is consuming a lot of alcohol, we would be concerned that it could lead to alcohol poisoning or someone is using too much opioids; It could lead to fatal overdoses or if they're using even a small amount, but it's a very strong one, like it could have that impact. So we look at the amount even from a professional standpoint, but does the amount tell the whole story? Does it give an entire accurate description of whether someone has a problem or diagnosed disorder? When you look at the diagnostic criteria for substance use disorders, there are 11. And when it comes to amount and diagnostic criteria, it can be a little tricky. It doesn't necessarily say if you use this amount, it means you have a problem. So it doesn't say, like, if you use this amount of this substance, this often, this means you meet that. Like there's no table chart that outlines adding all these factors up and boom, you must have a use disorder which might be mild, moderate, or severe. It doesn't have that, right? But there are diagnostic criteria where the amount might play a role in someone meeting it. So... Number one, taking the substance in larger amounts or for longer than you meant to be, than you meant. So, this means someone's taking larger, which would be more, or they're doing it for longer than they intended to. Now, for each person, that could be, you know, what is larger and what is longer. For someone larger, it could be a little bit more, but that doesn't mean it's the same for someone else. The third one is spending a lot of time getting, using, or recovering from the use of the substance. Now, the idea would be is that if you're using more of something, it's going to take more time getting, using, or recovering from it. But it doesn't necessarily identify like what that amount would be Where now this is you're spending too much time. Number seven is giving up important social, occupational, or recreational activities because of substance use. So this is another one where the idea that someone's using so much that it's interfering with these, or that it's it's being given up in order to do that, if they're going to the bar now and they're drinking so much more all the time, and they're giving up these things, that must mean that they have a problem. Number eight is using substances again and again, even when it puts you in danger. Kind of tricky, right? What amount is dangerous? When we look at those numbers with binge drinking, the amount that's used there could be considered dangerous, but it could also be a certain amount that might not seem like a lot could still put someone else in danger. Number 10 is probably one of the clearest cut example, which is needing more of the substance to get the effect you want, which is tolerance. So from there, it's, it's easier to identify with someone that they have to use more in order to get that, the feeling, the desired effect. And it doesn't usually have to be much more or a lot more, but just the idea like it's not having the same effect on me and I have to have more to keep doing that. So when you look at the amount someone uses or spends, you want to see how that relates to any of the diagnostic criteria that someone's experiencing in their life. They might be using what's considered a lot, but it's not more than they meant to. It wouldn't qualify. If they are spending what appears to be a large amount, but it's not leading to giving up any important social, occupational, recreational activities, then it would not qualify either. And the big point of this is to be mindful that we can't allow the shock value of the amount distract us from looking at the true relationship and impact their use is having on their lives. Sometimes people hear the amount and right away slap a label of they have a use disorder, they, they have an addiction, someone's an addict, and clearly they have a problem. When we do that, we aren't really taking the time to explore how the substance or behavior is a part of their lives. We quickly identify that this person must have a problem and then move towards solving it or treating it without fully understanding what it is when it comes to this person's individual life. And that's where I see people quickly hear about the amount and then move towards we need to fix this without really even fully knowing how the amount of their use actually impacts their life. And when you try to confront someone about the amount that they use, it can be a challenge too, because they could point out that another person uses as well, or that the amount is you know, not the issue. Pointing out how much isn't necessarily going to shine a light on why it is concerning. It's more of, okay, they drink that much. What is it that's concerning with that? What is it that's being observed or seen? What are you noticing when that person drinks that much? Not how much are you noticing about that person and their drinking or using. Even with with documentation, screening, assessing, and and diagnostic purposes, I'm going to ask those questions about the amount. But I'm also going to focus on how that amount impacts this individual's life. I'm going to explore how their use, regardless of the amount, is impacting it or what role it has. There are times, and I tell people a lot when I do alcohol and, and drug assessments, where sometimes it is to rule out that there is no use disorder. Not everyone who comes to see me for substance use or gambling or, or pornography or anything necessarily meets criteria for a use disorder. To someone, $200 a week could be detrimental. For others, $200 a day or in an hour is not. A person's relationship with their use or behavior is more important than... Solely focusing on the amount. It's beyond just how much they use or how much they spend. If we focus on the amount, that shock value, we're going to miss a lot of crucial information to help understand how it is impacting this person and even the role it has in someone's life. The amount in the person is always going to be different how it impacts them, is what separates those who don't use, those who do use socially, those who may have problems with it, and especially those who have a use disorder. So the next time someone shares the amount of a substance they use, how much they they gamble, or how much time they spent on someone, sort of anticipate that potential shock value you may experience. You might hear something that gets you thinking, there's no way this person does not have a problem. Or how is it that they're doing this and it's not impacting their life? Or, oh my gosh, so the, this person told me they, they spend or use this much, they must have an addiction. I really encourage people to step back and not use that as a standalone reason to identify that someone has a problem and especially not a diagnosis of a use disorder. If you stop there and make a conclusion based on the shock value amount, you are likely not going to fully understand how that amount is actually impacting that person's life and to what extent. So remember, The next time the woodchuck drinks drugs or gambles, the answer to the riddle doesn't stop at how much. The most important part about it is the impact that it has. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something.